guys, welcome back to Resistance Chicks. We've got a little Revelation red pill nugget for you today. Old Testament dives. New That's series. That's what we should have called it. Start, I put it in the title. I, I, I mean, I put it in the, yeah, I think I did. I put it in the title. I did. Because we're going to go diving in. We're diving in. We're going deep. So, every Wednesday we go on Real America's Voice. Every Wednesday morning. We're and um, a couple times they forgot about us yes so they forgot about us today yes that's okay because we still love them but yes. we, leah was like you know what i got a word so let's just give it to the people we got we put us face on for something now i'm saying no i'm saying we even matched on purpose we even matched on purpose we tried to do a diamond and silk thing you can't like let something like that go to waste you can't um, so you got a good word this morning yeah so I want you guys to get out your Bibles if you can and your computers. <laughs> my Bible and my computer, yeah. Because the first thing I want to take you guys down is a, is a path for you to understand what we are talking about when we are saying the, the kingdom the of king, God. The kingdom. The kingdom. The kingdom. The kingdom. We're preaching the kingdom. We're preaching the kingdom. These are kingdom kingdom. And what kids. was Jesus talking about when he kept saying the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom? That's the point. I think that unfortunately what we've done is we have separated the gospel mm -hmm. from the message that Jesus actually came to preach. And that is what the devil does. Right. And our founding fathers understood the message that Jesus came to preach. And they inhabited and inherited the land. Love it. And they, and, and every single Christian since the beginning of time, as they spread the gospel, you would see as um, St. Patrick went into Ireland, that when the gospel came in, mm -hmm. then demons would flee, exorcisms would happen. Come on now. And Don't then, for this, it's nine in the morning. Then the land would be healed. And so first I want to lay a foundation with you guys on how you are preaching the gospel backwards and wrong and inefficiently, you know, that's a better word. That's good. Inefficiently. You can have a vehicle that doesn't have all its spark plugs in place. And if you don't have all your spark plugs in place, you're missing a, a spark plug. Is your vehicle going to run efficiently? It'll misfire. And you're going to jerk and things, and you're wondering why, why does it feel like I'm jerking a life? Or why does it mm -hmm. feel like Christianity is on the decline? Mm. As soon as people went to preaching the gospel of salvation versus the gospel of the kingdom of God, then the devil took over. Oh my gosh, Leah, you mean we're not supposed to go street witnessing and just go get people saved? Jesus did not. And... The, the disciples did not just go get people saved. And I'm going to prove it to you. Salvation and forgiveness of sins is the way into the message of the promises that Jesus came to preach. But Jesus didn't come to preach simply... 
accept Jesus as your savior and he will forgive you of your sins and you're going to heaven. So I got something to add to this. It's not a new revelation, but it is very pertinent for this right now. There is a massive difference between the prosperity message and preaching the promises of God that we inherit the planet. And again, the phrase, I love it and I'll prove it to you. When we inherit the planet and as the kingdom of God expands, we take over governments. The promises of Abraham, of, of land and all of that, that's great. But the real promise is that peace covers the entire world. So getting what we want, our things, is only a fruit. Okay, when I say things, I think land, animals, families, all of that. I don't think like Mercedes, Benz, Corvettes. I wouldn't even want those anyway. I would want a truck of some sort. Those, those are the types of things that, that will be a fruit of the gospel having spread across the whole world. And we have pulled down the rulers and the principalities in high places. And there is... And, and literally the kingdom of God is everywhere you turn. It's in your governments, it's in your societies, it's your neighbors, it's every, can you imagine just for one second? Yeah, you know what it looks like? Heaven. What, what do you imagine life like? It's, it'll just, I just, Lord, just take me now. I just want peace. This, this world is going to heck in a handbasket. I wanna go home to heaven. No, our job is to bring heaven here on earth. So the promise, the promise that we are given is heaven on earth, heaven invading earth. And that is what we seek. We don't seek stuff. The kingdom of God is that when righteousness has invaded every corner of the land. Exactly, all right. So um, I want you guys to go to a, a website that you should be familiar with. And you're gonna need Bible. to use Blue Letter Bible, okay? And I want you to put inside Blue Letter Bible, kingdom of God. We'll do this together. Okay. So we are going to read all of these. All right. Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And I know there's context to every single one of these scriptures, but that scripture right there proves everything that I just said. I said it. So what did I say? All of those things are a fruit of the kingdom of God having invaded earth. Matthew 12, 28. But if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. We are going to get to what was so special in a moment about the kingdom of God coming unto people. It doesn't say salvation. It does say the day of salvation. There is salvation. But when Jesus came to preach, he came to preach the kingdom of God. Pause. Okay, we're not gonna get through these. My we? friend Jamie's in the chat today. Hi, Jamie. Banners for Freedom oh, is awesome. coming to Cincinnati, and we are going to go see The Sound of Freedom mm. July 4th Ooh. at 1.15. We're giving away tickets. Oh, yes. Please come. We are giving away tickets. I just went and bought. They bought 60. We bought 53. Okay? We got some room. So, 1.15, July 4th. If you want to come, send me an email. But we're going to be doing some stuff around the July 4th on the 3rd, I think, 4th and 5th, right? Mm -hmm. So stay tuned. I'm going to be posting a flyer, but go to the remnantrevolutiontour.com. Remnantrevolutiontour.com. I think that's the website. So hi, Jamie. 
Y'all people, get ready. I wanted to put that in there. Now, Leah, Sherry says, are you getting an early start on tonight's show? Yes, kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the if you guys missed it, uh, we're supposed to go live every Wednesday with um, Real America's Voice, and they forgot us today. So we were all in studio, and I woke up, and the Lord was like, go take people through every single scripture where I say the kingdom of God. So that's what we're going to do. BlueLetterBrabble.org. Get there. Be square. All right, Matthew 19, 24. And again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Matthew 21, 31. Uh, whether the two of them, uh, you know what I'm going to do. Well, no, okay. I'm going to do King James, the kingdom of God. Whether the twain of them did the will of his father, they said unto him, the first, Jesus said unto them, verily I say unto you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Do you want me to change from King James to New no, King James? No, it's fine. Okay. Therefore, Matthew 21, 43, therefore I say unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken to, um, from you, he is talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and given to a nation bringing forth fruits. What did the kingdom, what was the kingdom of God to the Israelites? It was Jerusalem, it was Israel, it was the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it was the land, uh, and the land, and, and the covenant that was laid out with Moses, Okay. That was the kingdom of God. They had the kingdom of God. They knew they were the people of God. They knew they were in God's kingdom. And that when, when, when God said to do something, he would fight for them. They were part of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And he's saying, and the Old Testament prophesied that when Jesus would come, he would usher in a new kingdom. And they thought they would be part of it. And Jesus is saying, but you, you're not part of this new kingdom. Okay. Uh, Mark 1. Now, so we're going to go into the, the, the places in Mark that talks about the kingdom. Now, after John was in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching what, Michelle? The kingdom of God. The gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel of the kingdom of God. So if you're going to preach the gospel, you've stopped. What is the gospel? You need to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. So let's go ahead and I'm going to teach you guys how to do something. You click on that verse. You click on, click on it twice. All right. And so I want you to click on the word gospel. And you're going to see the to to tools or you just no click on the verse a second time. I did now click on Mark 1 16. Wait, where were we? What verse were we on? We are well, on. Let me, I clicked on it twice and it just took me here. Let me go back. Let's try again. I think if we go to tools, that's what I usually do. Um, no, it, I just click on it. Tools is not going to give you what that's you what want. It usually gives me. Okay. That should be okay. That's what you want. And then click on the gospel. The okay. number there. Yeah. Okay. Let's so, listen to the word. Strong's G, 2098, Euangelion. All right, so the gospel Euangelion. is everyone doing good things. It's glad tidings. Glad tidings of the kingdom of God, soon to be set up. Subsequently, also uh, of Jesus, the Messiah, the founder of the kingdom. Um, this is where we get evangelist from, all right? Being an evangelist. And so what What else would... Um, a reward for good tidings. Good so tidings. it's very interesting that when you look at the gospel, it's the gospel of the kingdom. Uh, a couple times it says, Verily I say unto you, Matthew 26, wherever this gospel shall be preached into the whole world. Okay. Um, and the beginning, uh, Mark 1, 1, uh, this is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But you're going to see that there's so the gospel. you down to the places I want to show them. So if you go down to here, the concordance results... In the King James Version, there are 77 times where that word is found. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel. So you can 
you can, the Bible uh, shortens the gospel of the kingdom mm -hmm. off into the, the kingdom or the gospel or the gospel. But like Matthew 26, where, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached. Yeah. I just read right. that one. Yeah. Okay. So the gospel, the gospel of the kingdom. So let's go back to our, the gospel of the kingdom of God, Mark 1 15. And saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. That word at hand, if you click on Mark 115 again, and then you click on it again, the word at hand. This is a good way for us to teach you guys right how to there. use this. In Gizio, scroll down. Strong's G 1448. In Gizo. In to bring near, to join one thing to another, to draw, to come near, to approach. It means now, okay? So the gospel of the kingdom is now, okay? That's why when we do the Revelation Red Pill, it's as now, to right? To join okay. one thing to another. Mark 4, 11. And he said unto them, unto you is given to know the mystery of the what? Kingdom. The kingdom of? God. But unto them that are outside, all these things are done in parables. God, Jesus wanted everybody to know what the kingdom of God was. Mark 4, 26. And he said to them, so is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed to the ground. So the rest of that scripture is um, that when you cast seed to the ground, I believe that that one is. Uh -huh. And should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring up and grow. And know not how, and the earth brings forth her fruit. Um, herself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn of the ear. But when uh, the fruit is brought forth, immediately he pulls the sickle because the harvest has come. And what can we compare the kingdom of God to? And what comparison sh shall we compare to? And he says, it is a grain of a mustard seed. And when it is sown, it is less than all the seeds of the earth. And when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs. Um, he's giving parables of what the gospel of the kingdom looks like. It starts out small and then it grows. And it grows and it grows. All right. Uh, Mark 4, 13, 4, 30. And he said to them, whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God or what comparison shall we make unto that? And he gives another comparison. And he says that that's the mustard seed. Okay. Mark uh, 9, 1. And he said unto them, verily I say unto you that there shall be some of them that stand here, which shall not taste of death until they have seen the kingdom of God come into power. Come with power. Come with power. So Jesus is coming and he's saying, some of you are going to say, say, hang out with me until you see the kingdom of God coming with power. And we know that for his is the power and the glory forever. Right here is the nail in the coffin. If there aren't a million other verses that we're going to show you today, that the kingdom of God is, is here because here. They, he just says, I'm telling you that some of y'all ain't going to die before you see the kingdom of God come with power. Right. And he's saying some of them would die, yeah, but some of them wouldn't. All right, Mark 9, 47. And if your eye offend, you pluck it out. It's better for you to enter into what the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes and be cast in the lake of fire. Mark 10, 40, 14. And when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Children are, would be, are, are an example of what That's the kingdom of God looks like. Mark 10, 15, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he will not enter in. Mark 10, 23, And Jesus looked around and said unto them, uh, How hardly they shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. 
and how hard is it? And, she, and they were like, oh my gosh, it's harder for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for rich well, men to enter the kingdom that, of God. He said that. Um, yeah, and, and they said, and then they said, how hard it is. This Jesus is a hard said, thing that you're saying, Jesus. And then That's Jesus what they said. said, with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Mark 10, 24. Um, how hard it is. It is. There um, it is. It is easier for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And when Jesus saw, here's uh, Mark 12, 34. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that didn't ask him any questions. Uh, Mark uh, 14, 25, I say unto you, I will drink no more of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink new, it new in the kingdom of God. Whoa. Whoa. So now, Whoa. Leah, do we have a timestamp for when... Um, Jesus came back after he ascended or not ascended, but after he died, rose again, came back. He's with the disciples showing himself to them in the old Testament. Yeah. I know he ate food. Do we know if he drank wine there? I don't know. I know. I know that he, okay. He's in the kingdom of God, right? Joseph of Arimathea and an honorable uh, counselor who also waited for the kingdom of God. So wait a minute, Leah, they were waiting for the kingdom of God. Were they just waiting for the Messiah? They were were they just waiting for salvation? They were waiting for the kingdom of God. And I'll show you. Stick with me because I'm going to show you what they were waiting for. Yes, they were waiting for the Messiah. Yes, they were waiting for salvation. Yes, they were waiting for the kingdom of God. I don't even think they understood what salvation was. No, they didn't. They understood the Messiah. They, they understood never, the kingdom of They did not actually understand the kingdom. They were not waiting for salvation. Right. They did not think that the temple would be destroyed. I don't think that they understood what it meant for Jesus to come and like, no way did like, we know who did understand it. Okay. The hall of fame of faith in Hebrews 11 and 12 tells us those people understood it by that faith. It, they saw it afar, but I think by and large, most Jews didn't understand what the kingdom of God would be. Jesus dwelling within them. Abraham did not have the sacrifices of the temple. And yet by faith, Abraham was accounted righteousness. What is righteousness? Right standing with God. We have salvation through Christ so that we can have the righteousness that was accounted to Abraham by faith. Okay. But now we have a better covenant than that of Abraham. Mm. All right. And so they were waiting for a literal kingdom to come in where the world would be better and, and it would actually be run by Jews. So uh, J1212 says, so I'm having a hard time breaking the chain of long-held beliefs in my church. Made some progress with some, so amen. I can't see why this doesn't make sense to people. It actually does make sense to people. When you take them through the kingdom message, I think. When you, when you take them through the kingdom message, but also it is a veil. Mm -hmm. It's a veil. It is. It's hard. They can't see it because they are blinded. You know, the Bible talks about hardened hearts and things like that. Like, we do know that there is such a thing. So, uh, in Luke, uh, 4, 43, and he said to them, I must preach the gospel of the, the, the kingdom of, I must pre preach the kingdom of God to other cities also for therefore I am sent. He's letting them know. What is he letting them know that he's coming? He's coming with Isaiah 61. Mm -hmm. All right. And he lifted up his eyes unto his disciples and he said, blessed are the poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Luke seven. And he and I swear I say unto you among those that are born of women, there is no greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he because he Wasn't did not in enter into the kingdom of God before he died. He was Old Testament. Right. And it can't, because 
when you enter the kingdom of God, you reign as a king and a king and a priest. He does now. And he did after he died. After Jesus died and rose again. Uh, Luke 8, 1. And it came to pass afterwards that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. So you're saying it wasn't that he was preaching salvation. No, that the kingdom of God was at hand. And I'm going to show you what that, what they were so excited about. They, why they were so excited. Stick with me. Luke 8, 10. And he said unto them, unto you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables that seeing they might not see and hearing they wouldn't understand. So they're not coming in because you got to see and hear to understand the kingdom and come in. Luke 9, 2. And he sent them to preach the king and he sent them to preach the what? Kingdom of God. And to heal the sick. You need to be preaching the kingdom of God. If you're not preaching the kingdom of God, you're not preaching what Jesus sent the disciples to do. So wait a minute. Pause. Is the kingdom of God just that Jesus comes into our heart? Is that the kingdom? Because then we're just preaching. We are no. preaching it then. No, I'm going to show you. You stick with me. You. This is an infomercial. Stick with me to the end. I'm going to show you what the kingdom of God I'm is. I'm asking Leah the rhetorical questions that other people would ask. Me. Nine. Oh, I can't answer it yet. I know. I'm just okay. saying. Nine, uh, Luke 9, 11. And the people, when they knew it, followed him and receive, rece and he received them. And he spake unto them of the kingdom of God, what it's going to be like, what you get, what's coming. And he healed them of those who need healing. Uh, Luke 9, 27. I tell you of a truth. There shall be some standing here. Again, this is, another, is a repeat. That shall not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. 960. She said to them, let the dead bury the dead, but go you and preach what? The kingdom of God. Preach the kingdom of God. Preach the kingdom of God. I'm going to show you what it means to preach the kingdom of God. Because they knew what it meant. And Jesus said to them, no man having put his hand to the pile, looking back is fit for the what? Kingdom of God. And heal the sick that are therein and say unto them, the kingdom of God finishes. Is come nigh unto you. Okay. The kingdom go. We are to do this. Heal the sick. And say to them, the kingdom of God is near. Two verses the later, it says, even the very dust of your city, which cleaves unto us, we do wipe off against you. Notwithstanding, be sure of this, that the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. It's here. It's now. All right. Luke eleven twenty. But if I, by the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt what? The kingdom of God has come unto you. The kingdom of God is upon you. It's on you right now, right here. Now, this one, Corey Gray was talking to us about yesterday. And he said, and this verse is, is what kind of spearheaded his seeking into the kingdom of God. What is it? Because it says, seek ye, the, seek ye first is what it normally says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these things shall be added unto you. So and it says, take no thought about what you should eat or what you should drink in your body, what you should put on for the Gentiles think of all those things, but you seek about the kingdom of God and everything that you need, it will be added unto you. Luke 13, 18. Then he said unto them, unto what is the kingdom of God and what shall we, it resemble? And we read that earlier. It's just another. And then he, uh, and again, he said, whereunto shall I like the kingdom of God? He's giving parables. It's 11, a little leaven. Not all leaven in the Bible is bad. He gives a, a little leaven, leavens a whole loaf. Um, that's one scripture. But then a little leaven, a woman works it and it creates a loaf of bread. Leaven's actually a good thing in that parable. Um, Luke 13, 28. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you will see, when you you, he's talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees here, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in where? The kingdom of God. I just, I clicked on this so we could go here. Um, and Jesus is again rebuking them and he's giving a parable. Um, and this is a really good parable because we're talking about the kingdom of God. And he went through the villages, teaching and journeying towards Jerusalem. And um, one of these guys says, says to him, Lord, are there few that are saved? 
And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate, for many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Now, we are here's the, here's the verses right here that proves that the entire purpose of salvation is to enter in through the gate into salvation. Um, when once the master of the house has risen up and has shut the door and you begin to stand without and to knock at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open to us and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence you are. Then shall you begin to say, we have eaten and drunk in thy presence and you have taught us and you have taught in our streets. But he says, I tell you, I know not where you are. Depart from me, all of you workers of iniquity. Now, this is what we're talking about when a lot of churches right now are going to say, didn't we preach in your name? There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you will see. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all of the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out and they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God and behold there are um, there are last which shall be first and first that shall be last yes all right and when one of them sat at the table at meat and when he heard all these things he said and then blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God uh, Luke 16, 16. And I'm doing an overview here because we're getting to a point. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached. The law and the prophets preached of the kingdom of God. And now I'm preaching that the kingdom of God is here. What did the law and prophets preach about the kingdom of God? And every man tries to press into it. Press into the kingdom of God. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God doesn't come with observation. Come on. Neither shall they say, look here, or look there, because the kingdom of God is within you. So wait a minute, Leah. We have been told our entire lives, like I've been told my entire life, that when Jesus comes back, we all going to see it. When the kingdom of God is here, it's going to be like, oh my gosh. There it is. We all know it. Now, first, we're probably going to be raptured up if you're pre-trib, um, if you're post-trib, you know, all this stuff. Like, we are told that it will be seen by eyeballs. Yeah, the kingdom of God is within. Luke 18, 16. But Jesus called unto him and said, Suffer the little children to come in me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Luke 18, 17. Verily I say unto you, whoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child. We talked about that one, Luke 18. And when Jesus saw that, he was very sorrowful. He said how hard it is. Uh, they that have for they that have riches to enter the kingdom of God. That was the rich young ruler. Uh, we're going to Luke nineteen eleven, uh, and as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately be appear. No, no, no. I'm just going to tell you guys it's not immediately appearing. And he talks about it's it's going to grow. Luke 21, 31, and likewise, when you see these things come to pass, know that the kingdom of God is near at hand. Now, what were these things that were coming to pass that Jesus was talking about, Leah? 80, 70. Thank you. Uh, Luke 22, uh, 16, um, I will not eat any more of the bread and uh, eat, the, eat any more thereof until it, until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he came back. We know he break bre broke bread. Um, let's go to, and then you click to the next verses, Luke 23, 51. And the same had not consented to the council and the deed thereof. He was of Arimathea, the city of the Jews, also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This is another version of Joseph of Arimathea. John, now we're going to John. What did John say about the kingdom of God? So Jesus answered and them, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see. So wait a minute. Are you telling me that salvation is just to get into the kingdom of God? And to see it and to be it and to be part of it. Yes. You got to be born again, and then you can see the kingdom. 
So Jesus answered and said, uh, except a man be born of water and the spirit, mm -mm. he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Okay. You have to have the spirit of God come into you. The water, the baptism, Acts 1, 3, to show to who, to whom, now we're getting into, um, the, like the epistles and Acts and Romans, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion, when he, when he died, he rose again, by many infallible proofs, being seen of many uh, for 40 days, speaking of the things pertaining to what, Michelle? The kingdom of God. He didn't say of salvation. He didn't say the, the gospel. He wanted to show them and explain to them. It says that he took time apart with the disciples to explain where he was mm. prophesied of and what would happen when he came. And it wasn't the short little message. He didn't take all this time to explain who he was in the Old Testament. Go tell them to repent of their sins and they're going to go to heaven. That is not what we have two thirds of the Bible for. You mean two-thirds of the New Testament? No, two-thirds of the Bible is the Old Testament. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Two-thirds of the Bible is the Old Testament. And it's not when Jesus sat down with him and he spent all this time explaining the law and the prophets and the prophecies of himself. It was to tell them about the kingdom of God and what he had ushered in. Come on. Acts 8, 12. But when they believed Philip, preaching the things what? Concerning salvation, concerning forgiveness of sin concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus, then they were baptized both men and women. Acts 14, 22, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in faith that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. This is called the transitional generation. When, did you know the children of Israel had to die and die off in the wilderness, the ones that grumbled for 40 years? Yeah. That generation, 40 years, there was a transitional generation between 80-30 and 80-70. And the, the, the disciples, Jesus said, you, are, you guys are going to suffer many things for my sake. But you're going to usher in the tribulation. Or you usher in, well, yeah, you're going to usher in the tribulation. Usher in the kingdom of God. Through all of your preaching, the rest of the world will see the kingdom of God spreading. And you have to understand, you are an eternal being. Mm -hmm. Those disciples entering into the kingdom of God are ruling and reigning right now and entering into the promises of God right now. Acts 19.8. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things what? Concerning salvation? Mm. Concerning the kingdom of God. And how did he do it? Was the New Testament written? No. Were the gospels written? No. How, what did Paul teach? What did the disciples preach? If they weren't preaching New Testament scriptures, they were preaching the fulfillment of Old Testament scriptures. I'm going to get to them. Acts uh, 20, 25. And now behold, I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching the what? Kingdom of God. Shall see my face no more. Now, my whole life, we would have said gospel of Jesus. Because raise your hand. I want to hear y'all be honest in the chat. Every time Leah says that, are y'all ready in the, just to go, the gospel? The gospel. There are scriptures of the gospel. Now, don't get me wrong. You can't but I'm just the gospel. saying it's the we gospel feel of the kingdom of God. But we think it's the gospel of Jesus Christ, yes. which it is. The gospel of Jesus Christ is, is the kingdom of God. Is bringing in the kingdom of God. Amen. And that's what we're preaching one part, but it's a two-part story. Okay, and when they had a, Jesus Christ came to bring the kingdom. Let me, let me put it, so hang on, I know you want to get through this, Leah, but this is a really good analogy. Just came I'm not going to get to the Old Testament for yes, a Listen, 
Imagine someone gave you a, a house, mm -hmm. okay? But the entire time, all they did was preach about the door. Mm -hmm. You're gonna get this, you're gonna have this doorway and you get to walk through this door. And you just stand there at the door. You get to stand there at the you door. You walk right through the door. You walk right through the door. You, you, just get, you get yay door. You just stand That's there the what it is to life. just preach salvation. It's your house. You have to go through that door. That's yes. a really great door. It's a good door. It's the only way in. You ain't getting in there no other way. But then you got you could explore the rest of the house and the grounds and everything in it. And the land? Yes. Mm -mm. Not even a pool. <laughs> Acts 28, 23. You never know. You haven't explored it. <laughs> and when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodging to whom he expounded and testified of the salvation. You need to repent. Testified of the what? The kingdom of God. Doing what, Michelle? Acts 28, 23. Acts 28, 23. Uh, doing, nope, it doesn't right say there. doing. Persuading them. Persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets from morning till evening. So from morning till evening, all day, he went into this Old Testament and he found all the scriptures that said, repent and Jesus will forgive you of your sins and you're going to heaven. All day. All day. All no, 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 no. Seriously. No, seriously. Think about this. I think there was more to that. Mm. What did Moses go give me? Go, I have for all of the all of these people that don't think the kingdom of God is right now. Do me a favor. Go into Moses and the prophets, and give me all the scriptures that you can preach from seven a.m. till nine p.m. And you can do this, and give me all the scriptures about what you think the kingdom of God is. And fill a whole day with it from the Old Testament. Because I can I I can do this all day and all night for years. Because it's the whole Old Testament. But there are people that throw out so much of the Old Testament, Moses and the Law and the Prophets, and say that that's for the future. But how this says, this is Paul. Um and many people were coming to him while he was, in, this was a prison lodging, I believe, uh, who he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them of both Jesus, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses, out of the law of Moses in the Old Testament, the, the Pentateuch, um, you've, the law of Moses, you got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, I'm showing Jesus. You show me Jesus there. You show me Jesus out of the like, um, mold on doorways and stuff. You show me the Jesus. law of Moses. That's what I think. And about. out of the prophets from morning till evening. All right. Preaching the, uh, 31, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern Jesus Christ with all confidence. Romans, how we get into some of the epistles, Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I know some of y'all are going to Hebrew roots. I know, I know y'all are doing it, but the kingdom of God is not in abstaining from pork. I'm just going to tell you. I love you all. It's not in meat and drink. You could do it, but that's not where the kingdom of God is. You may be convicted on that and you should follow that because there might be something about you that you don't know. Okay. But it's not in what we eat and drink. Our salvation is not in what we drink. Your conviction is, and that's, I'm not going to tell somebody to do, if God's told you to do something, you do it, but your salvation is not there. In the thing, your salvation is in Jesus Christ and obeying Jesus Christ. Because he could tell you to go 
you know, eat a bunch of Oreos. I don't know. You know, that well, how many times did we see God actually tell the prophets to do something that was like, actually, no, Lord, like, I can't do that. But your righteousness comes from Christ. Amen. In salvation. Okay. Uh, first Corinthians 420 for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. First Corinthians six, nine. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not, shall not inherit the kingdom of God, nor thieves, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit You the... skipped over the fornicators. I'm just tired. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not joke. tired, I'm but joking. I'm trying to get to the I kingdom of God it. part. You guys know sinners don't go into the kingdom of God. Right. Okay. Shall inherit the kingdom of God. But guess what? That means you do. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot what? Inherit the kingdom of God. Envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings, such of the like, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And Jesus, which is always called uh, justice and effort Jesus, who are of the circumcision, these are my fellow workers unto the what? Kingdom of God. Which is manifest token of his righteous judgment of God, that, that we you may be, count, may, may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Now, if you go down, uh, this talk, talks about some matches of the kingdom of God. And I'm going to scroll to um, the kingdom down to a couple scriptures. So, uh, Ephesians 5. For this you know that no whoremonger, no unclean shall enter the inheritance of the kingdom of Christ and of God. First Thessalonians 2.12. That you would walk worthy of God who has called you unto his kingdom. You're called. You're already called. Hebrews 1 8, but unto his son he says, Your throne, O God, is forever. The scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom, which he has now. James 2 5, hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of the of this the poor of this world rich in faith, and heirs of what? The kingdom. That she promised to them that love him. Revelation 1 9. I, John, who also am your brother, and companion tribulation, and in the what? Kingdom. And patience of Jesus Christ. Revelations 12, 10, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brother is cast down, which accused him before God night and day. This scripture right here is why people think that the kingdom of God hasn't come because they don't know that that scripture has been fulfilled. But Jesus said now is, is salvation now? So, so here's the deal. Here's how we can prove that this scripture has been fulfilled. Because the kingdom of God has come based on all of the scriptures that we just showed you. Which means that Revelation 12.10 has been fulfilled as well. Well, has salvation works. come? Now has come salvation. You guys go and preach salvation. Exactly. And strength and the kingdom of our God. Is Christ not powerful right now? He's powerful right now. I feel it. For now is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Now and forever. So for yours is the kingdom of power mean and glory. For the accuser of our brethren has been cast down. Yes. Whoa. Matthew 16. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For what? Nine. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory now, now and, and forever. forever. Amen. All right. I promised you a deep dive. Come with me. Open your Bibles to. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain, for he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I have helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor, and now is the day of salvation. Michelle, if I'm telling you it's dinner is now, 
It's dinner 2,000 years from now. I will be dead, not just hungry. So what does now mean? We're streaming live right now. <laughs> That's what it means. Right now. All right. So when you look in, in, when you read the Bible, and you can bring this up to show them, it's very interesting. If you see a verse that ha it's like indented, well, your I'm Bible. Blue, I'm in Blue Litter Bible. It's not indented, but. Okay, bring it up in another so they can see what There's I mean. a little paragraph there. They can see the little paragraph symbol. Okay. Um, I guess that that's the way Blue Letter uh, Bible does it. So, um, you are going to bring up 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Just bring it up because there's more it to it. It is right there. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I want them to see because when you're reading your Bible, this is important for them okay, to. Just press enter. This is important for them to. Just click on the NIV. This is important for them to understand how to study the Bible. Okay. So, when you're studying the Bible, if you see, hopefully your Bible does this, an indent, what does that mean? Do you know what it means? It means that we're quoting the Old Testament. Yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. You got it. You got it. She got it. I, I was. I thought you would get it, but I was like, oh, no, did I ask you a question? And you're like, okay, so you got it. Don't ask me questions if you wonder if I can't answer them. You do that, and it's a trick, I and you know. do it to make me look stupid. I only ask you questions I think you're going to know. I know you're going to know. And then sometimes I'm like, how did you not know? <laughs> so funny. Okay, so mm -hmm. you're just trying to make me look so bad. one of the most powerful sources that you have is um, this little thing in your Bible in the middle. Hang on, now, that I nobody that nobody wants to go to because they think it's silly or they're like waste of time. These are references. Okay, these are called cross references. This will help you because we're all very ignorant, not being raised on the Old Testament like we should have been. When Paul or what anybody is quoting the Old Testament. What if your Bible doesn't do indentations for the Old Testament? They may not. Um, I don't know that all Bibles do that. Uh, they, they don't. Um, like, okay, so the um, this particular Bible, which uh, I love and I encourage you, it's got really great cross-references, the archaeological Bible. Um, it looks like my... So the Founder's Bible indents... And the archaeological Bible puts in parentheses. Okay. Okay. So that will be helpful. But what I do, what I was doing, what I, I what I did was I asked God to show me. Um, I said I want to I want to know what Paul knew. Um, so I want to. The King James in this Bible does not, and neither does the Amplified. Well, that just stinks. I don't know what version this is. Well, no. Do you have any cross references in any of these Bibles? That version does that. Get a good study Bible. Study Bibles. That might not be a study Bible. It's, I don't think it is a study okay. Bible. So you need a good study Bible that has cross-references. I encourage everybody to get a Bible that has the cross-references in the middle. It's very important. Uh, you won't understand. Thefoundersbible.com. Use promo code RESISTANCECHICKS. It has, the, it has those in there. So middle. what we're going to do is, if you're reading online... Watch this. This King James does also not do it, but it's not okay. also not a study Bible. It doesn't have a so cross, cross if, if you're reading online, you see this little A here? They're not looking at it. Okay. Let me show, let's show it. I'm going to teach you how to study the Bible. So if you don't have a Bible that does all this, you have to probably study with the internet until you can get one. Click on the A, and it's giving me, look at that, a footnote. And it says Isaiah 49, 8. 
So this is where our journey of excitement begins today. Okay, so wait a minute. He is saying that this scripture is fulfilled. Ooh, this is the mystery. Why are we using NIV? Because uh, it just came up. doesn't okay. matter. NIV is fine. No, 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 it's fine. It, it's helpful to understand. Okay. okay. We're going to go NKJV. All right. So let's go. 49.8. This is what the Lord says. In the time of my favor, I will answer you. In the day of salvation, I will help you. And I will keep you. And I will make you to be a covenant for the people. To restore the land. And to reassign its desolate inheritances. What? Paul didn't have the opportunity to take the entire New Testament, okay, and write it out in every letter. So what he did was he gave, and the epistles and the apostles and Jesus gave clues. And it's up to us, because we are Gentiles and we haven't studied the Old Testament, to go back. This is what the um, all the the all the people in israel would have understood once you spoke one word like um i'm the son of man the son of man has come boom hold Dan daniel son of man and then everything about the son of man daniel okay so when he says um in first corinthians chapter six as god's co-workers we urge you not to receive the god's grace in vain for he says in the time of my favor, I heard you. And then the day of salvation, I helped you. I'm telling you now is the time of God's favor. I'm telling you now is the time of God's salvation. So let's go back a little bit. What you need to do is when there is a time stamp in the New Testament. For and remember, for a scripture, there were no chapters and verses until about 1100 AD. Okay? No chapters and verses. So when he's giving you a time stamp, he's giving you... That whole area, I, and I would, what I do is I go a couple chapters before, before and a couple chapters after, and I see how that all fits to what is a cross-reference. What is he cross-referencing? When you see hear about Jesus, when he says, um, when he talks about um, the, the, a unto you a child is born, a son is given, right? And the government would be on his shoulders. That's that whole scripture, Isaiah uh, 9. That is all. We all know to go there and read the whole thing. Okay? So he says, Listen to me, you islands. Hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my mother's womb, he spoke my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me like a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. And he said unto me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing at all. Yet what is due me is in the Lord's hand and my reward is with my God. Now the Lord says, who formed me in the womb to be his servant and to bring Jacob back to him and to gather Israel to himself for I am honored in the eyes of the Lord and my God, my God has been my strength. He says, is it too small a thing for you to be my servant and to restore, to restore, to restore the tribes of Jacob and to bring back those of Israel I have kept? I will also do what? I will make you a light for the Gentiles that my salvation shall reach the end of the earth this is a scripture that is for now this whole chapter isaiah 49 get it in your bones get it in your blood this is how you present the gospel of the kingdom of god the gospel of the kingdom of god is this if you want to change nations if you want to shake hearts if you want to heal families you open up your bible to first
and then you go to Isaiah chapter 49 and you explain to them what the gospel of the kingdom was in that particular cross reference and it says I will make you I will make you I will make you and he is talking not about Jesus here he is talking about the people of God he is talking about Israel and what is Paul and we know what Paul talks about when he talks about Israel he says you are not Israel it is not those who are born of flesh but those who are born of spirit who are now Israel you are now my Israel. Is this replacement theology? No, it is adoption theology. I am adopted to the king. I am now part of Israel. Do you not say that you are a son of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? We sing the songs. Father Abraham has many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord, right arm. Okay, you are a child of God going back to Father Abraham because he said, Jesus, and not of seeds as in many, but seed as in one, you are now heirs to the promise of Abraham. All right, we're going back to Wait, Isaiah. I want to read this comment from Linda. Okay. I used a Zondervan NIV study Bible for 30 years. It was destroyed, and my husband replaced it with a Schofield study Bible. In January, I was I first heard the Schofield Bible was in error, which set me on a path that led to you girls. I have been learning about the kingdom with y'all ever since. From you, I found the kingdom roundtable, and am now 17 weeks in. I appreciate your dedication to teaching this truth. Thank you, Linda. That's awesome. I love that. And honestly, isn't that so cool how... Um, God used that to get you into the kingdom of God because yeah. you wouldn't, if you had kept with your NIV, you wouldn't have known, right? Yeah. You just heard something say about the Schofield reference Bible, and I let me look that up, okay? That's so awesome. On Rumble, Floorman wants to know which verse is that that describes the rock that shall be used to destroy the old covenant? That's Daniel 2.34, which says, it's, um, you saw... Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay and break them to pieces. The stone cut without hands. Yeah, that was destroying not the old covenant. That was destroying the kingdoms. All the old kingdoms that were ruling the principalities and powers that were ruling before Jesus. And now his kingdom is set up because before that it was the Babylonian kingdom and God. And you see God's working through when the Israelites failed. But the timing is the same and it is all tied together and Jesus is that rock. And so Jesus is the rock and, and, and you're right because under the old covenant, right? And he did destroy the old covenant, right? Under the old covenant, it was just Israel and it was just the Jews. And then separately, there were all these kingdoms and he right. destroyed those kingdoms and that power. All right, so Isaiah 49, 6. And is it too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob, to bring back those of Israel I have kept? I will also make you a light for the Gentile that my salvation shall reach the ends of the earth. This is what the Lord says, the Redeemer and the Holy One of Israel, to him who was despised and abhorred by the nation, to the servant of rulers. Kings will see you and stand up and princes will see and bow down because the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel has chosen you. And this is what the Lord says in the time of my favor, I will answer you. And in the day of salvation, the day of salvation, the day of salvation, which Paul says is now, I will help you and I will keep you and I will make you to be a covenant for the people to restore the land 
and to reassign its desolate inheritances. To reassign its desolate inheritances. Mm. Do you understand? It's now not by blood that we inherit the planet. And you know that when it's it been to reassigned, it's not talking about Jerusalem. It's talking about the whole world now. I, God has reassigned an inheritance and you have an inheritance. He has reassigned, one more time, God has reassigned the inheritance. He has reassigned the desolate inheritances and to say to the captives, come out and to those in darkness, be free and you will feed beside the roads and find pasture on every barren hill. They will neither hunger nor thirst. What did Jesus say? If you come to me, you will neither hunger nor thirst. I am explaining to you, Jesus, from this Old Testament, nor will the desert heat or the sun beat on them. He who has compassion on them will guide them. He will lead them beside springs of water. Do you know that Psalm 23 is a messianic chapter of the Bible? I will turn all my mountains into roads and my highways will be raised up. See, they will come from afar. Some will come from the north and from the west in the region of a swan. Shout for joy, you heavens. Rejoice, O earth. Burst into song, you mountains. For the Lord comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Can a mother forget a baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child that she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have what? Engraved you on the I have underlined, under, under, highlighted, underline it. That is Jesus Christ. I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Jesus Christ said, look at the palms of my hands. Do you see these holes? I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Your children hasten back. And those who, who laid you waste depart from you. Lift up your eyes and look around. All your children gather and come unto you. As surely as I live, declares the Lord, you will wear all the ornaments and you will put them on like a what? Bride. Though you were ruined and made desolate and your land waste, now you will be too small for your people and those who devoured you will be far away. The children born from your bereavement. Jesus is talking. I believe this is a prophecy of AD 70. There was a bereavement, the judgment of the temple destroyed will yet say in your hearing this place is too small for us give us space to live in then you will say in your heart who bore me these who who are these children that's me okay i was bereaved and barren i was exiled and i was rejected who brought these up i was left alone but these where have they come from this is what the sovereign lord says see i will beckon to the nations to israel to jacob I will beckon to the nations and I will lift up my banner to the people. They will bring your sons in their arms and carry your daughters on their hips. Kings will be your foster fathers and queens your nursing mothers. Meaning all of these other nations, Poland, Hungary, they are bringing you more people, more people, more people, more people, more people. They will bow before you. Every knee shall bow. We know that even Poland right now says Jesus is king and Poland is bringing people too. Israel to to the kingdom okay they will bow down before you we know that the, the czars of of Russia were doing this uh, we know that Constantine did this they will lick the dust of your feet then you will know that I am the Lord then you will know that I am the Lord this is what we have to understand we are on an internal eternal timeline put this in your brain 
I am part of an eternal kingdom, an eternal timeline, because prophecies for Israel and for Judah and for um, Jacob and for all these people were a timeline that happened over many, many years. And we're seeing them happen and they've been happening over 2000 years and they will continue to happen. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. I want to take you now back to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. We're going to do two more of these and we're going to sign off. I want you to go with me to a warning against idolatry. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we're, we're, we're there, we're just down a few verses. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. And one of the coolest things you guys can do is again, do the cross references in the New Testament to the Old, but I'll tell you there's even more when you do the Old. Uh, cross references into the new and cross references in the old to each other. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Oh, we just talked about Baal last night. What harmony is there between Christ and Baal or Baal? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Okay. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? We just talked about this. These idols, these other kingdoms. This is no, 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 no. Get away. For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, Michelle, I will live with them and I will walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from amongst them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go to... We are going to do another cross-reference. And I think I've got this one right. My Bible. I've got, which Bible am I at? I've got two Bibles here, guys. you got to stick with me. All right. So we are going to go to Jeremiah 31.1. Because I don't like the footnote here on this one. Oh, I'm going to this one. All right. Jeremiah 31.1. At that time, declares the Lord. What does it say? I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they will be my people. Huh. That's kind of cool. Read it. Read. Go back up to 2 Corinthians. For what agreement is there between the temple of God and for the temple, and for we are the temple living God, as he has said. One more time. Read it. Can you read it again? I will live among them. I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they will be my people. So you got this cross-reverence here at Jeremiah 31.1. And I will be a God of all the families of Israel, and they will be my people. We're going to come back to that in a minute. Hold, hold on to your horses. 17. Come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean and I will receive you. Isaiah 52. 11. Okay. Says Isaiah 52, 11. Depart, depart, go out from there, touch no unclean thing, come out from it and be pure, you you who carry the articles of the Lord's house. Okay, so we're going to go up here a little bit. Isaiah 52, awake, awake, Zion, clothe yourself with strength. Put on your garments of splendor, Jerusalem, the holy city. The uncircumcised and defiled shall not enter you again. Shake off the dust of your feet. Rise up. Sit enthroned, Jerusalem. Free yourself from the chains of your neck. Daughter Zion, now captive. For this is what the Lord says. You were sold for nothing. Without money, you will be what? Redeemed. Redeemed. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. At first, my people went down into Egypt to live. Lately, Assyria has oppressed them. 
And now what do I have here? For my people have been taken away for nothing. And those who rule them mock, declares the Lord, all the day long my name is constantly blasphemed. Therefore my people will know my name. Therefore in that day they will know that it is I who foretold it. In that day. In that day. How beautiful. Glory. Are you guys ready? How beautiful on the mountains are those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings and proclaim this salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. This is a messianic scripture. This is you. You're supposed to be going around. How beautiful the feet. What are your feet shod with, Michelle? The The gospel gospel of of peace, peace. of the good news, the armor of God for for your feet is Isaiah 52, 7. You guys are not, you guys are getting the the full meal here uh, at like bargain basement prices. Okay. You better be having a pen as somebody do me a favor and give me the notes to this. Okay. If you guys are making notes, because I can't make notes while I'm doing this. Okay. If you guys are taking notes, please, somebody send me your notes. Uh, 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 Trier, if you're doing that, that would be awesome. You don't have to. Um, Isaiah 52, 7, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. You want beautiful feet? You preach the gospel? You say, oh my goodness, I've been preaching the gospel from the New Testament. I'm going to start preaching the gospel from the New and Old Testament. And you start seeing your kingdom will change. Your schools will shut down. Your Everything will start to put in place. Who proclaim good, uh, proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation. Salvation is part of it, but it's not the whole thing. Who say to Zion, your God reigns. And this salvation is not salvation of your souls. It's salvation from the wicked. It's salvation from the wicked system. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion. Did the Lord return? Yes. They will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together. You ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Has Everybody can have salvation now. 11, depart, depart, go out from there, touch no unclean thing, come out from it and be pure, you who carry the articles of the Lord's house, but you will not leave in haste, you will nor go out with uh, flight, the Lord your God will go before you and he will be your rear guard. Now, see my servant will act wisely, he will be raised up and he will be lifted up on high and exalted, just as there were many who were appalled at his appearance. His appearance was what? So, so disfigured, disfigured beyond that of any human being and his form marred beyond the human likeness. So he will sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouths because of him. You could say to all of these governments, Joe Biden, shut your mouth. Because the kingdom of God reigns here in America. Shut your mouth. And when the pulpits start to say to the kings and to these kings that think they're kings, shut your mouth because Jesus is here. Shut your mouth because the king is here. If you are not preaching Jesus, if you're not preaching the kingdom, then shut your mouth. I rebuke you, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. You do not reign here. The kingdoms of this world have become the kings of my God. Kings, shut your mouth before the king of kings. But if you don't know the king and if you don't know the kingdom, then you will be under the feet of the demonic realm. And that is where the church has gone and hiding because of this end times theology for the past 100 years. But you are waking up and you have waking up a sleeping giant.
because the church is grasping the kingdom of God. The veil is still on their eyes, but when the veil comes off, they will shout the kingdom of God is here. They will shout the kingdom of God is here. They will sing the kingdom of God is here. And you will say, get thee behind me. The kingdom of God is here because we are going to have justice and we are going to have righteous. And you're not going to murder those babies. You're not going to indoctrinate those babies. You're not going to steal the farms because I have had land and promises. What? Reassigned inheritances. You have an inheritance Come and it has been reassigned to you and the lands and the borders belong to the king of kings and to the lord of lords and i don't care you could call me a christian nationalist i ain't no christian nationalist i am a christian worldist (laughs) because the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our god and you know what god sets up borders and he sets up governments why for the punishment of evil and for the reward of the righteous and i'm telling you the only time the only reason and George Soros has any sort of power and authority is because the church has its hands hidden behind its back, cowering in fear in the corner, waiting for a Messiah to come that has already come. Because they do not know who he is. Mm. Because they do not know these scriptures in the Old Testament. If you cannot lead somebody to Jesus through the Old Testament, you don't know the kingdom, and that's okay. I have been waiting and waiting for the right time, and I have no idea why it is 9 o'clock. <laughs> well, it's now a, 10. It's now 10 on a Wednesday morning to bring these scriptures to the Revelation Red Pill. Lord Jesus, and it doesn't matter because we are going to do them again and again. And again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And you're going to get them in your soul. Because we are going to cross-reference the hell out of people. (laughs) That's a clip in and of itself. Okay. I'm going to read Isaiah 52. Let me read this comment from Jay real quick. He says, I am absolutely going through this in the next Bible study. I am writing it all down. The progress was made with my pastor. He actually preached last Sunday using the word kingdom. He believes it now. Is there any way to be able to print study notes of this? I write everything. It would be cool if I could print. I also go to a Pentecostal church and they say my gift is teaching. It has to be. Okay, so we have, I, have a, I have blogs for almost every other kingdom Revelation Red Pill. You're getting all these amens on Facebook. Amen. Preach it. I don't have a blog for this. I'm going to have to listen to it back and take notes unless my my friend wants to do it. Who has, She's a teacher. She did our first one. Uh, it'd be great if she did. She's so good. Um, I'm going to read this one more time. See, my servant will act wisely. It, you just have to copy and paste the scriptures. See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised up and lifted up and exalted, highly exalted, just as there were many who were appalled at him. His appearance was so disfigured that of any human being and his form marm. Can we just stop one second and recognize that Isaiah is like 600 years? How many years is Isaiah before Jesus? I have no idea. And he saw, and he saw him. And he saw him. Do you see that this is a, what, what does he call a Christian apologetic? That's a proof. How in the world? That Jesus couldn't have gone up to the Roman soldiers and been like, hey, I want to pretend to be the Messiah. 
could you beat me so that you don't recognize me? As a human. Because when I die, I, what? What good is it going to be? No. He saw it. It was fulfilled. Isaiah saw it. Okay? The disciples didn't go, hey, here Roman soldiers, here's some money. Go beat that guy so we can start this fake religion. Go fulfill all these scriptures about him. No. His form was marred beyond any human likeness. His form was marred beyond any human likeness. So he will sprinkle many nations. By his stripes we are healed. Mm. And the king will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were not told they will see and what they have not heard they will understand and this is a prophetic word going back to what is the kingdom of god like so did every king in the first century understand no that mustard seed dropped in the ground one year and then it shot up and it grew and then it grew and then it grew and it grew and every year after the gospel was planted more nations we're hearing this and more kings were hearing it. And I will prophesy right now that all of China will be saved. Amen. And the emperors and the kings and the CCP, <laughs> they're going to hear the gospel because it's prophesied that it will enter in and the gospel will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Meaning it's very interesting as the waters cover the sea. It's all water. It's all, it's a play on words, right? Okay. One more. We're going to... We're going to the next verse because what Paul does here is so mind blowing. He is now taken from Isaiah 49, which he knows he knew the, he knew the old Testament inside and out. He knew the messianic scriptures. Sure. He knew what it would, the scriptures that talked about the, the, the new Jerusalem, the new kingdom and what he was doing in Corinthians for Gentiles, by the way. I want you guys, he's letting you know where Jesus is in the Old Testament. For it is said, for it is said, for it is said, for it is said, right? He's pulling here from three passages. Yeah. So he pulls from Isaiah 49. And some of these have cross references, by the way. And, and they're multiple. Jeremiah and Isaiah said similar things. And, and that's a whole, that's like 102. Okay. So those will, we can cross reference the cross references at another time. But he's pulling. So we're going to go back to, he's going to, he's 2 Corinthians. So he says, I'm, I want you guys to understand something. I don't want you to be yoked together with unbelievers. This is the foundation of why he's saying this. Okay. For what does righteousness have in common with unrighteousness? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Baal? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and the temple of idols? For we are the temple of a living God, as God has said. Okay. So before Jesus... We were not the temple of the living God. Right. So he is saying, Paul spent all this time alone with God in the Old Testament without cross-references. He made them up. Paul, the Holy Spirit cross-referenced for Paul. Okay? You notice that Paul doesn't quote chapter and verse. No, he just says, God has said. As God has said. So he goes, he gives three. Isaiah 49, 8. 8 um... Isaiah 52, 11, and then, this is going to be really cool for you guys, 18, and I will be a father unto you, and you will be son, uh, you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God. So, I'm going to click on that, and we're going to go back to, 
Second Wait. Samuel 7? Well, no, no, hang on. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to go to Jeremiah 31 uh, again, 9 and 1. So not every cross-reference is the best. These, I'm going to tell you guys what. If you guys, this is pretty cheap usually on... Um, uh, well, that specific one is hard to find. Is it? The There's two different archaeological Bibles. You want to just take a good long look at what that one looks like and get that one. Because there's another one. This is a Zondervan King James version. I this this one has the best cross references in my opinion that I've I've come I've come to find because it it's just amazing. All right, so uh, the cross references. So at that time, he says uh, again. He he repeats himself, and he says, um, "What verse are we in? Jeremiah 30, 31, one. one first. We're going back to. So he repeats himself. So he's showing you again. And I will be my father unto you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God. And, um, he, he, um, the cross-reference there is Isaiah 31, 1, again, that was the same cross-reference for, um, the first verse, which is, at that time, I will be, I will be the God of all families of Israel, and they will be my people, and then, uh, 9, they will come weeping, they will pray as I bring them back, I will lead them beside still streams of water on a level path, where they will not stumble, because I am Israel's father, and Ephraim is my firstborn son. Okay, so what we're going to do is we are going to read this chapter, and then I'm going to do something that I hope blows your mind. At that time, I will be a father. This is what the Lord says. The people who survive the sword will find favor in the wilderness. I will come and give rest. Give, I will come to give rest. Jesus has come to give rest to you. Okay. Do you think that verse is specifically talking about AD 70, surviving the sword of AD 70, finding favor in the wilderness when they fled to the mountains? I think it's, it's, it's similar to finding favor to the wilderness of everything, like everything. I don't think that was specific to the wilderness. But wilder it does apply. But it does. Yeah, I would say that. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with an unfailing kindness. I will build you up again. Okay, so he tore down Israel. He tore down Jerusalem. He utterly laid it bare. In AD 70, everything was destroyed. The temple was destroyed. Everything. Okay? I don't but know, I, will... I think it kind of almost has to apply there only because of what we're, if you're talking, these verses do directly apply to after AD 70. Sure. I, you, virgin Israel, you will be rebuilt. Again, I, you will take up your timbrels and you will go out and dance and, with the joyful and you will plant vineyards. You guys, this is understand. He's starting over. The new covenant is a better covenant based on better promises. The old covenant was a land promise covenant. He wants us to be live in peace. He wants us to live in prosperity. He wants us to live the organic life of Deuteronomy 8 and 28. To grow food. To have clothing. To have beautiful children. He, wants to, he created human beings to have a good life. Well, what about Paul and what about Peter? They suffered many things to usher in the kingdom, yeah. to preach and to push out those high places. But they are now a special place has been given to them in heaven. Those who die for the gospel, a special place is given to them in heaven. Jesus said, don't store up your treasures here on earth, but store up your treasures in heaven. You have treasures in heaven. This is important to know. If, if you're in China and, and you're, you die for your faith. There are treasures to be reaped in heaven. Is, is This life isn't all about this life, but this life has to continue. 
Well, and here's the thing. We're, we've been teaching you guys that when you store up your treasures in heaven, you can access them here on earth. Absolutely. Sing with joy for Jacob. Shout for the foremost of the nations. Make your praises heard and say, Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I will bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the ends of the earth. Wait a minute, from where? The ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labor. A great throng will return. They will come with weeping, and they will pray as I bring them back. I will lead them beside streams of water on a level path where they will not stumble. Does that sound familiar? We just read it. Um, because I am Israel's father, and Ephraim is my firstborn son. Firstborn son. We didn't actually just read this. We read this in Isaiah um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Are you sure we didn't read this one though? Well, we read this in if Isaiah 49. quote for quote. I know. We read it in Isaiah sure? 49. Yeah, now we're in Isaiah. That's it's Jeremiah. insane. 31. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus, or Jeremiah is prophesying to the people in the Babylonian captivity. And you see this consistently that Jeremiah and Isaiah are prophesying, prophesying almost identically. Hear the word of the Lord, you nations. Proclaim it to distant coastlands. He who scattered Israel will gather them and will watch over his flock like a shepherd. Is Jesus now the shepherd? It literally says... Jesus is the shepherd and, and the bishop of your souls. Right. Okay. Jesus, for the Lord will deliver Jacob and redeem them from the hand of those that were stronger than they. For they will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. They will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord with grain and new wine and olive oil and young and the young of the flocks and the herds. They will be like a well-watered garden and they will sorrow no more. Well, Leah, I sorrow, but you don't need to. Mm. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Right. You don't need to sorrow anymore. Well, and this is a this is a, a, a an incredible concept that we don't. He says, "I, I am the water as, of uh, a living water." Jesus says, "Out of out of your belly will flow rivers of living water." I am water. He, you are His garden. You are the planting of the Lord. Guys, prior to Jesus, suffering was not. It it, it just was. There was no sucker. For suffering. There's no Holy Spirit. There was no Holy Spirit. There was no comforter. There was nothing. And here's the interesting part, Leah. When Jesus died and rose again, the gospel, the kingdom did spread. And I, I use this analogy all the time because I grew up on Beauty and the Beast. At the very end, when all the gargoyles turn into something beautiful, that's what happened when everything flipped when Jesus died and rose again. Yeah. So now even people that aren't saved yeah. have some semblance and level of comfort that literally, right. literally did not exist. Why? Have you ever planted something that's not supposed to last if you live in a cold climate zone? Yeah. And you plant it outside, but it's right next to your house. Mm -hmm. And somehow every year it keeps coming back because it's gleaning from the heat from your house and the, the, the soil's not getting as cold. That is what it is like to be a non-Christian in this world where there are how many Christians alive today and the mm -hmm. kingdom of God is expanding. They receive comfort and they receive things from the kingdom that they aren't even getting yeah. for themselves. But prior to Jesus, it didn't exist for anyone. The earth and the world was completely devoid and cold. Yeah. Okay. That is something that is unfathomable, but until you can actually grasp it even a little bit, you won't understand the beauty of what Jesus came and brought with the kingdom covering the earth. Yes. All right, Leah, we've got to get going. What else do you have? Okay, I'm not done with... Uh, well, do you want me to head out? 
you can. I just wanted to finish uh, Jeremiah 31. Okay. Where were we? What verse were we at? I'm going to, they will be like well-watered garden and they will sorrow no more. Then young women will dance and be glad, young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priests with abundance and my people will be filled with the Lord. And this is what the Lord says. And I want to, um, there's a cross reference for this one that I just want to find it real quick. Um, you may read it. Yeah. A voice is heard in Rama, mourning and great weeping, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. That is Jeremiah. I'm going to go to my, this one. That's verse, which one verse? Verse 15? Yep. Verse 15. Matthew 2, 17 and 18. I, this to me is when the glory falls and I, I start to cry and when Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi Matthew chapter 2 verse 16 he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi then what was said through the prophet, and he gives a specific prophet, Jeremiah was fulfilled. Go ahead, read it. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. I want to just go back up a little bit. This is my father. And why I am a sad and a little emotional is I don't see people dancing and glad. I don't, I don't see preachers preaching that you're a well-watered garden. I don't see people preaching that you don't sorrow anymore. Hmm. That I will turn your mourning into gladness. Get comfort of joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priests with abundance. And you are now a priest with abundance. This is the true prosperity gospel. Not abundance as the world seeks. Come on. Uh, the abundance, God's natural abundance, farming, getting back to the covenant of Deuteronomy 8 and 28. For this is what the Lord says. A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping, Re Rachel weeping for her children and refused to be comforted because they are no more. This whole chapter of Jeremiah is explaining the Messiah's perusa coming, his coming his coming and Jeremiah saw these babies all massacred refusing to be comforted this I wouldn't have picked this out if it were me I would have been like oh Jeremiah prophesied that but that's that that's the prophecy so let's take this a little bit deeper for for those if you'd like so the direct correlation we now know is Herod killing the babies. Yeah. Okay. So that's a really sad story. Like every time I hear it, it's really hard for me to hear because I think about all these children being murdered. Like mm -hmm. that's awful. But then it says, restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy. 
So there is hope for your descendants, declared the Lord, declares the Lord. Your children will return to their own land. That is a double-fold scripture. Those babies return to their own land, which is what? The new Jerusalem. They went straight to the kingdom of God. And your descendants would be those born in the next generation after 8070. Boom. I surely have heard Ephraim's mourning. I heard that. You discipline me like an unruly calf, calf, and I have been disciplined. Restore me, and I will return, because you are the Lord my God. After I strayed, I repented. After I came to understand, I beat my breast. I was ashamed and humiliated, because I bore the disgrace of my youth. Is not Ephraim my dear son, the child in whom I delight? Though I often speak against him, I will still remember him. I st uh, therefore, my heart yearns for him. I have great compassion for him, declares the Lord. Set up road signs, put up the guideposts, take note of the highway, the road that you take. Return, virgin Israel, return to your towns. How long will you wander? This is what the Lord God Almighty of Israel says. When I bring them back from captivity, the people in the land of Judah and in its towns once again use these words. The Lord bless you, you prosperous city, you sacred mountain. Go around telling people that. The Lord bless, your, bless you, you prosperous city, you sacred mountain. People will live together in Judah and all of its towns, farmers and those who move about with their flocks. I will refresh the weary and I will satisfy the faint. At this I awoke and looked and... Um, uh, my sleep was pleasant to me. And he said, the days are coming when I will plant the kingdom of Israel and Judah with the offspring of the people uh, and of the animals. Just as I watched over them to uproot and tear down, to overthrow and destroy and to bring disaster. So I will watch over them to build and to plant. And in those days, the people will no longer say, my parents have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. Instead, everyone will die for their own sin. Whoever eats sour grapes, their own teeth will be set on edge. Behold, those days are coming when what, Michelle? I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant. Though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with my people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they will be my people. And no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. This whole chapter, and, and we can go into it another time, is all prophesied and fulfilled in the New Testament, he has made his new covenant with us and we are now living out that new covenant. And I'm gonna end with this because, and I don't have time to do this, but if we just go backwards to Jeremiah chapter 30, and I want you to see the heading and it says the restoration of Israel. And this is one of those scriptures that the people who believe in the end times are waiting for this to be fulfilled. But Jesus came to fulfill all the law and the prophets. And I'm going to give you an answer just real quick. And I'm just going to just, if you look at it and, and go and read it yourself, okay? Um, it is, it is an amazing passage. He says, I will restore your health. I will heal your wounds. Um, I will restore the fortunes of Jacob's tents and have compassion on his dwellings. And the way that the the end times message of today says that this will be just for Israel fulfilled, just for the Jewish people. Because it says that God will bring them back from their land of captivity to restore the land that he gave to their ancestors to possess. So they think literally yeah. they have to. But here's the deal. This is the the most well, beautiful I actually, thing. I actually have a punchline, but go ahead. Okay, no, do your punchline. Um, so Jeremiah 30 verse 22 says, so you will be my people and I will be your God. So that's a time stamper, mm -hmm. right? 
And I want you guys to go read that because it's really important, this, this chapter, but we have, to, we have to head out and hopefully we'll come back to this. Just go back to Jeremiah 31.1 and just read the first three words. At that time. At that time. Meaning chapter 30 that we just saw. Which, remember, we did not have chapter and verse before AD 1100. Right. So 30 and 31 go together. They're just the one. The theme goes together. So all that that we just saw, the restoration of Israel to back to the land, which is the new Jerusalem. Okay. Then we see at that time. So if we know by all of the references that we just did in the New Testament that 31 has been fulfilled then that means that 30 has been fulfilled too because 31 is referencing at that time, the same time as 30. Yes. Yes. And we know also because Jeremiah is giving a mess that we know that 31 is a messianic chapter because the one, the biggest one that, that, that sticks out is um, Matthew saying as, as the prophet Jeremiah spoke, right. there will be weeping and you won't be comforted, but it says, don't cry. Don't cry. I'm here. The, sa the Savior is here. He's saying, if you see the one scripture, that it might be fulfilled. Now he's saying, don't cry. Your Savior's right here. God is not confusing, and he is not messy. We do not need to go into the Old Testament and pick out certain scriptures that are fulfilled and certain scriptures that are not fulfilled out of order when one says, at this time, and we know that it goes with another. It's all fulfilled. Jesus came and fulfilled all the law and the prophets. And so, Leah... I didn't, I don't see all this happening. I, it's not perfect. What did I just, what are one of the things I read to you? The kingdom thinking, of God is like. Thinking, yes, that. Thinking that the kingdom of God would appear immediately. This is something that we have to grasp one more time and we're head out. We are eternal. Promises. It's hard for you guys to understand um, that God it's okay for God to give promises for like Abraham and how cool it would be for his descendants to enter the promised land. Mm -hmm. And you're like, those are those people. But you know, there's a bunch of people between Abraham and the people that entered the promised land, but they still looked to it and they still felt like they were part of, it was part of them. Yes. If their, if their descendants were going to enter the promised land, they knew something awesome was happening for them. Yes. And so if your descendants are going to, experience more of the kingdom of God then you're going to experience more of the kingdom of God because we are experiencing more of the kingdom of God and I got a word for a friend of mine that his he had generations of um, people who are in heaven praying for him rejoicing and you live on through your children you live on through your prosperity and hopefully posterity, posterity yeah. and hopefully if you don't have physical children then you have spiritual children and you live on through them okay and, and here and even more as part of the body of Christ, we live on through the whole body of Christ because we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, a great cloud of witnesses. So Enoch is cheering you on saying, you're my posterity. Elijah is cheering you on saying, you're my posterity. Moses is cheering you on. We are all part of one group. And when you go to heaven, you're, you'll see and you'll understand. It's hard for us to see and understand the, the, eternal, the, the eternal being that we are. That heaven is a mirror of earth. The rewards that you don't have here on earth, Jesus says you'll receive those rewards in heaven. Well, I want to eat. If it says we're not married or given to marriage, you don't understand. You're going to be happy when you take this shell off and you're in heaven and you don't need to eat and poop. Okay? All right? So what are these? You will, you will experience in heaven 
the the best day you could ever have in this world times a million. And there is food. It's just not the way that we understand. It is. It is. It is a spiritual food that we eat. Everything on earth is a mirror of heaven. So if you've always wanted to go see mountains or rivers or seas or all these different things, heaven is that times a million. Okay. There is. There is. There is. There is. There is a seed time and there is a harvest. There is. There are trees in heaven that give healing for the nations, and you will be healing the nations when you're in heaven. What if I told you that the goal wasn't to get to heaven, it was to bring heaven here? And when you're in heaven, your goal is still to bring heaven on earth because heaven is invading earth and we are still, we are one with these people in heaven. We are one with our, uh, we just read that. Um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob will be entering to the kingdom of heaven, but you will not. They are entering the kingdom. They are entering the kingdom. When did they enter the kingdom? They entered the kingdom when Jesus rose again. And he ascended up to high and started his, and he's like, whoa, hey, Moses, what's up, man? Come on now, enter into your inheritance. Wait a minute, what? There is an inheritance for righteousness. And so what you do here on earth, you can enter into the kingdom by saying a prayer and you can enter into the house. But if you want to build extra cool rooms in your house and have really cool extra things in your house... You store up treasures in heaven. And I'm telling you, if you got, and I'm going to end with this. There's a really cool book by Rick Joyner. Um, what's it called? You always ask me. And I'm, I do come up with it. But it's not a book. Is you can listen to it on audio. It's an audio. Uh, it's, about, it's about what heaven looks like. And he sees kind of different areas and different levels of, of what it looks like when you're in heaven. It's, isn't it like Paradise Restored? No, no, no. That's that's David Chilton. All right, we can. Don't worry about it. We're okay. going to sign off here. All right. It, but, but but I wanted the, the scripture reference to prove to you. What if I told you that the goal is not to get to heaven, but it's to bring heaven here? Jesus told us in the prayer that we're all supposed to pray, "Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." We are to bring heaven down to earth. That is the goal. Oh, end with that. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. The kingdom of God is here. The final quest. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Linda. The kingdom of God is here. It is yours right now, today, now and forever. Go and spread the gospel of the kingdom to everybody you can. And remember, every day you got to pray, deliver us from evil. Because that devil's going to be firing those fiery darts. And we can withstand them. But we have to ask God to deliver us from what is going on around us. Because the devil wants to stop you from spreading this message. All right, we love you guys. Tonight, Revelation Red Pill, Wednesday, June 14th, 2023. Who's the Antichrist? Who's the man of lawlessness? Episode 17. Have you always wanted to know who the Antichrist is? We're going to tell you. And so you got to come and be with us. Tell all your friends. Get all your friends. You want to know who the Antichrist is? Lee and Michelle are going to blow your mind. And again, number one, bring your popcorn and bring a hat because it's going to blow your mind and it might explode. All right. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. And we'll see you tonight.
Sun.